What's up, everybody? This is Hunter back with the Breaking Point podcast. Today, I have a pretty special guest. Um, he is a serial entrepreneur. He's got all kinds of businesses. We're, we'll probably only talk about a couple of them today, but he's got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, I met him through a friend of ours, Andy Duff from Colorworks by Duff. And um, him and I have become friends and partners and business partners. and. Um, I've learned a lot from him. I'm excited to have him on today, but uh, it's Todd Price with Perimeter Roofing and Priceless Apparel. Thanks for coming today, man. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll just start off with the easy stuff. Um, I guess kind of tell us about yourself a little bit, uh, where you're from, and how you kind of got started with Perimeter. Um, So I'm actually born and raised in Georgia. I grew up here my entire life. I went to Parkview High School. Um, was actually around, kind of got started with perimeter. I, uh, I was around construction my entire life. My dad built custom homes for 47 years and, uh, but I was always focused on the gym industry. So I knew a lot about construction, but wasn't really my passion. I was in the gym industry, but once I met my, who is now my wife, the gym industry just wasn't paying the bills anymore and the hours were just crazy. It was there at 5 a.m. and wouldn't go home till uh, you know, 8 p.m. at night, 9 p.m. at night. Were you doing like personal training type stuff? Yes, yeah, so I was a regional manager at different chains of gyms um, throughout the years for uh, all the personal training. Okay. So I'd oversee all the trainers, I'd make sure programs were getting done, people were getting the results, uh, training the trainers how to train, um, teaching different certifications and then also teaching the uh, actual managers how to sell so we could get more clients for the trainers. Okay. Um, so I loved it. It was my passion. I like seeing people reach their goals. I love fitness. Uh, but then, like I said, the money just wasn't there for the lifestyle that I wanted. Um, you know, I, I realized that I had a lot more in me to give. And I had a friend who actually had been reaching out to me for a while and told me that I needed to get into roofing, that it would be something that I was good at. I was good at sales, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and uh, I just kept telling him no. I was, you know, entertaining it and kind of listen to what he had to say. And then would just, you know, go home and tell my wife, like, can you, can you believe what this guy's talking about? And um, finally he started sending me pictures of his checks. And it would be like 1,000 one week and then 4,000 next week and 7,000. You know, one time it was like 28,000. I was like, okay, we got to figure out like what's going on here. We got to figure out how to make this transition. So um, I just got burnt out with the hours of the gym and said, you know, screw it. Let's try it. Let's take a leap. And my wife actually worked when I got started. Um, she worked in little cubicle making $400 an hour and, or $400 a week and uh, um, paying all of our bills while I didn't make a dime for like maybe eight months to a year. And uh, I remember not having furniture in the living room, sitting on the floor and figuring out what bills to pay and, you know, but we made it work and uh, to get by until finally it, it kind of took off and I was able to pay myself and not a crazy amount of money, but I was able to cover the bills. Right. Um, and then after about another six months, I said, you did your part. Now let me, you know, well, do this. And I'm assuming during that time frame, like 
compared to some stuff early in your life, that was probably a, a pretty easy thing to get through. Oh, uh, well, yeah. For for me, it was, <laughs> she had probably never been through it before. Going going without kind of certain things for me, it was just another. It was just it was simple. It was just back to like the old days. Um, <laughs> back when I had some rough times. So, but, um, you know, having a a roof over my head and a bed to lay in and actual food that was mine and I wasn't having to steal from somewhere or it was easy. Yeah. I remember we've had that conversation where you were kind of telling me about how you had to like some of the rough times where you had to go into QTs and grab some hot dogs real quick. And I would walk in, I remember (laughs) I'd walk in and just act like I was going to use the restroom every time and I would just go to use the restroom and then on the way out I would swipe three, four, five, whatever those hot dogs the stuffed little rolly any of the little rolly things they had there by the side of the hot dogs I'd just swipe them and put them in my pocket and just keep right on walking all the time when I was hungry (laughs) that was my thing to do so I'm obviously not a hot dog fan anymore I'm kind of burnt out on them but uh, yeah so Going through those rough times wasn't nearly as bad as as before. Yeah. So, I guess how long how long ago did you was that like what kind of time frame were you looking at or like seven eight years ago? Seven. Right? So, it was close to ten years ago. Um, so me and her have been together for right at ten years. Um, so yeah, it was about it was about ten years ago because we were still dating at the time when this mm-hmm. happened. And I actually started another company first, had some issues with yeah, a business partner and long story short, I walked away from that relationship. He was doing some illegal shady stuff. I wanted no part of this was, this all came about right before my daughter was born, which she turned five in December. So, um, right around five years ago, I walked from that company said, you know, I don't want to dime. I just, I want to do the right thing and you're not doing the right thing. So, um, started over from scratch i wasn't scared to start from scratch and um that's when i started perimeter and we've just been running full speed ever since that's awesome so one of the things that kind of stood out to me from perimeter from talking to you was the way that you've grown in different states you've done it very like non-traditional like Mm -hmm. almost like you've been what i mean i kind of understand but kind of don't so like when you go out into these places are you like buying these smaller roofing companies or are you basically saying hey don't worry about this we'll handle it and we'll give you a certain like so we have had um one roofing company that we did take over um and we didn't buy it we just partnered partnered with them essentially to um be able to make them more productive put different processes and things like that and into play to where they would would make more money and it was worth it for them you know in the first year we were able to um, more than double their numbers, more than double their personal income that they were making. Um, but essentially what we do is we, you know, we're all a family and we like to grow everybody that we have within. I don't want to just go, go out and hire somebody that's either been in the industry or, um, recruit somebody from a a different industry that has, um, you know, CEO experience, management experience, whatever it may be, and put them in charge of another market, right. say it be South Carolina or, or, or Nashville or wherever. Um, so what we do is we promote people within, and as we promote people to a manager, they are able to build a team. And once they build a team of four, five, six, seven guys, however many it may be, um, you know, we kind of watch how they do with that team. Are they 
training that team correctly, obviously with our with our oversight. Um, are they reprimanding, praising, holding people accountable, keeping their numbers up while they're getting their team's numbers up? Um, just overall management type things that should be done. Same same aspect of the things that an owner would do. Yeah. Um, so if they can handle all those things, then we look at opening the market. Right. And so when the time comes, you have a lot of companies that do storm chasing where they'll a storm will hit and, right. and whatever and they'll run off to the city and they'll work there for six months and then they come back home and they're never established there so everywhere that we set up shop we actually establish a home there um so let's say nashville for example so when we went to open nashville we had andrew Barron who um, was doing great and we offered him the opportunity you know he'd been managing he had been doing everything on point his sales were up his whole team sales were up and um, was great with handing customer customer related issues and things of that nature so we actually moved him to nashville and gave him 49 percent ownership of that market okay so each person it's almost like a uh, franchise yeah, situation I was, I was about to say I, I like the way that you guys have kind of worked it out because you're you're kind of making like almost many entrepreneurs out yeah. of all these people kind of. and you know any not anybody but a lot of people can buy into a business but yeah. i want somebody that's got kind of sweat equity yeah. into it it yeah. means a lot more to them that i think and then it's their baby mm-hmm. and they're going to take care of it a lot more no, so and i know they're trained properly it's not just somebody that's coming in and saying here's it's not just about the money for us we want to make sure everything's done correctly because one bad location could ruin all of them so everybody's got to do things the right way well and they're fortunate to have people like you to and kind of in charge of them because you're someone that does you build people up you find things and people that they don't see in themselves and you kind of nag at that until they become a better person almost and when you walk into for the people that are listening line when you walk into perimeter it's not one of those people where they're like slamming their heads on the desk. They're miserable. Like you walk in, they're joking, they're carrying on, but they're all still working their ass off. The guys in the field are coming in, joking, carrying on, and asking how they can help each other. Like it's not like most companies that you would see. Um, in addition to that, as long as you work really hard, you make good money. Yeah. Um, you know, you if you go up on like one of their meetings on one of during the week, every truck that's out front is huge. Yeah, it looks like a truck show. <laughs> um, you know, but with that, with any entrepreneur, with any successful people, comes the shit talking and the people that are going to talk negative and this, that, and the other. And it's like, you know, you and I, I had this discussion. Like, if you make three thousand dollars, you know, if you have three thousand dollars, you're making account. You can't really help many people. If you have three million, you're making account. You can help a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And perimeter and you in general are always helping people, you know. So people will come on there and it pisses you, pisses me off when people come on there and talk shit. But I know it doesn't bother you. I, I can see you smiling yeah. when I'm reading the comment. But yeah. <laughs> it's just the 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 whole atmosphere that you've built at perimeter has been insane. Um, and and it, I think that's I think it, it's super important because you know anybody can go out and do good, but they might not think that they're doing good or you know, so for, even for me, when I was in the gym industry, I was always the best wherever I went. I was out selling everybody, but I never really had anybody that b- believed in me other than my parents um, up until I had gone to work at one specific gym where it was the first time I had actually gotten promoted to a regional manager. 
and I was working directly alongside uh, beside the owner and uh, he was constantly telling me how good I was at certain things and you know pulling things out of me to make me better but also praising me at the same time and he saw value in me when nobody else had ever you know shown me that before um so when he did that i realized like i'm able to do anything like this guy's worth and this guy's worth lots of money he didn't just own gyms he owned crazy stuff yeah um and really he didn't know anything about gyms he knew business and that's why he had people like me and another guy running the training and the, the membership side of things um, because he just knew business right. and, uh, but I was able to learn so much from him. And one of the main things was, you know, he saw value in me and it, it really changed my aspect of, I can take things to a whole nother level. And that's when I started believing, like, if I can do this, I can do this. And if I can do this, I can do this. And it got to the point where, you know, I feel like I can do anything. Right. So this is kind of like a, almost like a trick question, I guess you could say, but, um, uh, <laughs> do you feel like fitness or becoming an entrepreneur has helped your life more fitness uh that's why i had a feeling you're gonna say that mm-hmm. 100 um and I, I honestly think it's and you know i'm a so i'm a little bit obsessive with fitness i take it <laughs> yeah to, for, for those of you who can't see him he's a fucking monster <laughs> so i take it to a little bit different different level but you know um I think, and I, pre- I preach it to, to a lot of people that, and, and you can look at all different, you can look at David Goggins and how he talks about, um, in the book, Can't Hurt Me, about how all the, he's doing shit that he does not like. He goes out and runs every single day, still to this day, because he it hates it, but he knows it's something that he doesn't want to do, but it strengthens his mind and it's discipline. And um, same thing if you look at like First Form and uh, Andy Frasilla and the 75 Hard and things of that nature. Okay. It's discipline. It all, all 75 Hard is doing is, yeah, it's going to get you in shape to some degree, but it's only 75 days. Yeah. It's training you for 75 days to start reading an hour go work out every day do this do this do this correct yeah and sticking to a schedule you still have your work life you still have your family you have other things that you got to get done but there's certain shit that is whether you want to do it or not it just teaches you discipline and so like for me i love the working out side of things i love the the lifting weight side of things there's still days that i don't want to go you know especially if it's raining or i've had a long day i just want to go see my wife but um I, I have to go do it but every morning I get up and I do cardio which I hate fucking hate it um, and then I have to make all my meals for the day and I get tired and it's the same meals every single day and so I get tired of eating the meals one but two I get tired of making the meals and I get tired of doing cardio but I know as soon as my alarm goes off if I even sleep to my alarm a lot of times I'll wake up before it but if my alarm goes off Six out of seven days, I don't want to get up. Yeah. Probably seven out of seven days. I don't want to get off. Or get up right. when it goes off. But I know that I have, this is shit that I have to do to keep me disciplined. If And I know that if I hit that snooze button or whatever, you want to turn the alarm off and just go back, whatever, I'm starting the day off with a failure. And right. then that one failure is going to turn into something else. Yeah. So I slept in late. I missed my cardio. And then... 
So, okay, well, I'll just make today an off day. I won't work out either. And then I'll have this meal. And then since I slept late, it took me longer to get to work. And now I'm running behind at work. And then your boss yells at you because you're late. Then you got to deal with that. And then you remember that you had (laughs) dishes in the sink before you left. And now you got to worry about that all day, coming home to a messy house and your bed not made. All because it was shit that you didn't get up when you were supposed to get up and do the shit that you were supposed to do. And the crazy thing is, is like, there's so many people that do that every day. You know, like they wake up, they're they're miserable at their job, they're miserable at home, they're mis- like, but they're they're doing it to themselves. They never make a a, a effort to to change that. You know, it's all it's all on yourself. I mean, yeah. every whether it's fitness, business, whatever you know, whatever, it's all on yourself, and you have the ability to change it and make it worse or make it better. Yeah. And like I said, the days that I don't want to go work out are normally I normally have a better workout that day. Yeah. And then I'm super thankful that I did go work out. <laughs> You know, Um, but I would definitely say that fitness has taught in, like I said, my degree of fitness is different than other Ray. You know, he goes, he takes, he takes it to the extreme too. He's does stuff that I can't do. He's going out and riding bikes for 20, 30, 40 miles up these crazy hills and different stuff that I don't have the cardio for, but he's disciplined to go do that. And um, so, you know, I think. No matter how extreme it is or or mild it is, even if you just start by waking up an hour earlier every single day, putting your shoes on, even going for a walk. Just go for a walk in your neighborhood or if you have a treadmill for a mile. Just do that every day. Yeah. Every day. Even if you're in perfect shape or you're 100%, 100% content, with where, which I know fucking nobody's 100% content with where they're at in life. Right. But go walk for an hour or, or, or a mile every day just to get your day started and it's going to make you feel so much better and you started it off with a win you got up on time you woke up early which was your first win then you went and completed this walk which was a goal of yours that's another win and you just start having these wins everybody looks at the big picture and everything whether it's fitness or or riding bikes or motocross or or business whatever it may be and you don't ever just go from like with perimeter uh, last year we did a little bit over 25 million you don't go from zero to 25 million yeah that wasn't ever our goal like it's been small baby steps and small wins yeah even learning simple processes or learning simple things that oh shit we've been doing this wrong for the last year if we do this it's so much easier like that's a win that's going to get us to the next next step and it's like that with anything and you have to learn to take those small wins that's going to get you to the the big picture where you want to be yeah and i like that we were joking about it because you said you were kind of obsessed with fitness but even though you know you and i kind of joke it out because because it's kind of normal um to a lot of people it's not you know what i mean um (laughs) on you know for my instance like i was obsessed with motorcycle racing um like i was obsessed with doing whatever i could to, to race in the elite series in the u.s you know um and starting off by not waking up on time to do cardio or starting up not not doing this not doing the two-day workouts not doing um not reading not watching video not trying to learn like you can't become a professional at anything or whether it's in business or whether it's in sports you can't you can't become a professional without being obsessed Mm -hmm. with what you're doing correct um and one of the things that i learned early on and i don't i I still to this day don't remember where i first heard it or it was just something that i just kind of figured out myself but I still to the day that I, I do it, like I wake up every morning and the first thing that comes to my mind that I don't want to do is the first thing I do first. 
That's the very first thing I do. Like if I wake up and I have, there's something within that my, one of the companies that I just feel like, man, I, I just don't feel like doing this today. That's the one thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And then from that, from that point on, like you kind of go down your it's list. It's all downhill. It's exactly. You got the shitty stuff out of the way. Exactly. I mean, every, most people do the other stuff, you know, I'll do this. This is easy. And then I want to do this and I want to do this. They just want to mark it off. Yeah. And then yeah. They, they've got this fucking, the hardest thing at the end after no matter how easy the other things were, or how much they love the other thing. Now you're, you're fatigued, you're yep. drained. You're, you just, oh, fuck. Ah, I'll just do that tomorrow. I'll do yep. that tomorrow. First thing. And the same thing happens first thing tomorrow. You don't yep. want to do it first thing and you fucking put it off again. Yep. And that's why it's just, it's discipline. You set your schedule. You do things in a certain order. The way, me, I have the same schedule every fucking day. And people even make fun of me. They're like, how the fuck do you eat the same food? I, the guys will even walk through the office and see what I'm eating and go, meal three. I'm like, yep. They know exactly what meal is I'm on just by what it is because I eat the same thing every day. I don't want to, yeah. but it's what I have to do to get to where I want to be. Yeah. So. That's crazy. So I guess I'll ask this next question. So obviously you inspire a lot of people, whether you would admit it or not. Um, I guess where do you continue to get your inspiration from? Is it from both fitness and, and from a business side? Um, I mean, honestly, like for me, it's just one, I feel like I got a lot of fuckers to prove wrong. Um, but two, I just want my inspiration comes from the people that do say that I inspire them or the people that do send me messages um, you know, and there's certain things that I do and I don't know I'm inspiring people and people will send me messages and say, thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that, you know, et cetera. And things like that inspire me more because I want to take it to a whole nother level and show them what, it, what if this punk tattooed, you know, addict fucking homeless kid right. can do this or do that. Like, so for me, it's always the what if, um, and I just to show people that it can be done because there's so many people and you know I was talking to another buddy about this yesterday that deals with a lot of uh, military vets but there's so many vets that come home and it's the same thing with with, with addicts or with other people that they just get so content with yeah. where they're at in life and it's just this is where I'm going to be this is how I'm going to be and maybe something will happen one day but you know this is me and I'm content with it and mm-hmm. You know, and that's fine. I'm I'm content with where I'm at in life. I'm happy with where I'm at, but I'm never satisfied. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I'm never satisfied with where I'm at. I always want to do better, and I always want to be the best in anything that I'm going to do. Right. Um, but seeing that what I do motivates other people to, whether it's to work harder to reach their goals or whether it's to lose the 20 pounds that they need to lose or whether it's to overcome addiction or, you know, whatever it may be. Like my drive comes in the fact that I can't let those people down because if I let those people down, they could revert, they could stop, they could, you know, and all I want to do, like I'm even working on writing a book right now. And all I want to do even through that book is show people that it's possible to where they change their life. Like that's my biggest thing. Yeah, and, and same thing, you know, that's kind of the reason why I started this podcast almost was um, I was in that, I was in a position for so long, I was, I mean, for 
12, 13 years, I, I was in an industry that I was miserable. You know, like I wake, I woke up every morning and every morning, like I just got this overwhelming sense of like anxiety and stress and like, I didn't want to go to work and I'd go and sit there and do the same shit every day and have the same conversations and like, I would get home and then like, you know, my wife would ask me a question and I'd get pissed for no, stu- for no fucking mm-hmm. reason, you know, like, and it was on me, you know, it's always on the person that's in that situation. There's yep. always a way out of it. Like, you know, like I said on my last podcast, like you can take one hour a day. If you take one hour a day after work and you work on your business or whatever, whatever passion you may have in a month, you can do it part time. And three months, you can do it full time. You could quit your job and leave. Mm -hmm. But people come home and they sit on the couch and watch Netflix and or bitch to their friends about how bad they got it. Or the the people that piss me off the worst is when they get home and they watch David Goggins or they watch all these motivational videos and they don't do shit. Don't put it into play. And you know that's that's my biggest thing. And that's why I think you know back to the the discipline. Like tons of people watch David Goggins and tons of people watch Jordan Peterson or Jocko Willink or whoever it is. You know. Gary V, whoever it is that you, that you enjoy. And um, they get motivated. They get hype as fuck. And then they go out and they start running. And then 500 feet into the run, they're like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, this, isn't, yeah. this is this stupid. Is hard. Yeah, this is hard. So motivation might get you started, but it only gets you so far. And it yeah. definitely doesn't get you into day two and day three and day four. Yeah. Um, and that's why having that discipline and, and you know, with discipline – the whole point of the discipline is that it teaches your mindset of this is just what's got to be done. Like, this is what we do. I don't want to fucking do this and I don't want to do this, but I have to do these before I do this period. It is what it is. I don't want to eat another meal in 30 minutes, but I have to like, that's just part of what it is to get me where I want to be. Yeah. So I think the, the discipline and the mindset plays a huge role but like you said yeah a ton of people watch videos and get super motivated and fucking hyped up for five minutes yeah. and then it's gone yeah they turn it off and then five minutes later like oh I'm gonna sit on the couch and eat some ice cream yeah and that's why like, motivation is it's bullshit it's it's nothing yeah I think the two most powerful words from entrepreneurs and for professional athletes is one obviously discipline the second one is resiliency mm-hmm. um, because you are going to fall on your face many many times before i mean you know Alyssa and i did our taxes i I forget i forgot what year it was but it was the first year that i started my business and like the first like three or four months i made like zero money i mean i i made like enough to pay my truck payment and to help pay for rent for mortgage and that was about it and then like two months later i made you know fifteen twenty thousand dollars a month and then two months later i was back down to nothing yeah. you know what i mean like so like that at least for the first few years unless you're like some tech startup or some shit like it's like an up and down thing and then mm-hmm. you have to have that discipline to continue to do this shit and you have to have that resiliency to to make it through those d- the down times you know and that's i mean i think that uh, that's huge and like i said anything that you do whether it's business or 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 fitness or bike riding or literally anything anything that you're trying to do and become good at you're gonna fail and you know i spoke at an event a couple weeks ago and you know one of the things that the biggest things i told them was you have to one be true to yourself you have to be who you 
legit fucking are be because if not you're just putting out a lie right and so every day is a lie and so yeah. you, you can't build off a lie you just have to lie fucking more which is bullshit the only way for you to get better at what you're doing is to be yourself put all your flaws out there put all your strengths humility you know whatever it may be you have to put it the fuck out there and be genuine mm -hmm. and stop living this fantasy land on instagram or facebook or whatever it may be yeah. because when you do that and you put all this i'm this i'm this i'm this on instagram you automatically don't want to push yourself any further because you don't want to fail because okay. if that failure comes to light it's shown to everybody in instagram world and fucking facebook <laughs> that he fucking failed hunter yeah. failed todd failed like yeah. but at the end of the day who gives a fuck you know what yeah. i mean like and the same thing i told them was i failed more fucking a hundred times more <laughs> than than the successes that I've had in business, right. and but nobody fucking remembers them. Yeah, nobody remembers them because the successes that I've had have far outweighed, even though it's a fewer number. Yeah, they far outweighed the and I could go through a list and the money that I've lost doing it. Yeah, but the only one that remembers them is me, and nobody else does. But it's like who gives a fuck? You're not going to know unless you try. Yeah, and I think that's where people. They're just one. They're scared to fail, and two, if they do fail, they just stop. Yeah, because they think ah, that's it. Yeah, and that's the only way you learn. You have to be. I like failing because you understand that. Well, that fucking didn't work. <laughs> so now we got to figure yeah. out something else. You know, yeah. and that's the only way that we've grown perimeter. That's the only way that I've grown other companies is failing and figuring out that that was fucking waste of time. That was terrible. <laughs> Let's try this way, and. Um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to fail every single yeah. day in certain areas, and there's we'll continue to have wins. And as long as the wins outweigh the failures, yeah. then we're doing good. But every day you're going to have failures, and you're going to have successes. And you just have to make sure that your successes outweigh your failures. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about Perimeter and kind of how you got started there and growing that and the culture and stuff there. Um I guess when did you start Priceless Nutrition? So I know you started the nutrition company. It's probably been. Um, it's beginning of the. It was. It was mid last maybe year. yeah, close to a year ago, eight months ago, maybe okay. something like that. And how's how's that going? And what made you? I mean, obviously, I was just kind of natural. That was naturally going to happen with how much you're into fitness, but. Um, I kind of. I guess what made you like pull kind of pull the trigger on that? Um. So, I was had been looking at other other fitness avenues for another business idea and um one of the ideas that i wanted to do was open a gym i've always wanted to actually own my own gym um which is still something that i will do eventually but you know we were playing around with ideas and it was something we we're working on and looking at different locations etc cetera, etc cetera. and i happened to talk to one of my neighbors who owns a um manufacturing plant for uh, nutrition companies and um, has chemists and everything there and I had no idea this guy's been neighbors with me for like four or five years <laughs> I always see the nice cars and we would always shoot the shit about cars and this and that but, right. and I knew he did pest control too and um, so he actually did our pest control that was oh I think I just put two and two together who that is that's really all I knew him for uh, I didn't know he did okay. actual nutrition type stuff as well and um, we got to talking at a um, a Halloween event two years ago, I believe it was. And, uh, it was like right when COVID hit and, uh, we got to talking and 
after that, we sat down, came up with a game plan. I went and saw the warehouse, went and saw the manufacturing facility, and um, just started laying out my ideas of products that I wanted. And this is what I wanted in a product. This is what I didn't want in a product. And, um, you know, the chemists would go back and forth and do different shit that's above my pay grade that I don't know about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, until it was what I liked. Mm-hmm. And um, then we, we started rolling stuff out you know here and there slowly we didn't just drop everything right. at once we right. released a couple products at a time as we we're working on others so um like right now we're working on a couple other products and hope to have them out soon but the um, ones you have so far are amazing like i've i've had the protein and like the pre-workout and it i am a snob when it comes to that shit like i like i hate just having to like chug down this nasty shit like every after every workout like I actually enjoy it and actually look forward to it, which is as rare as shit because I've gone through so many companies trying to find a protein I like um, that doesn't have that nasty aftertaste. It doesn't taste like chalk. Like I just, I've always struggled with that until I tried, I think it was the salted caramel. Yeah. Yeah. It's God, kind of a uh, toss up on people either liking the salted caramel or the cookies and cream. Chocolate's normally my go-to. Yeah. But we did a salted caramel and we did cookies and cream, and it's like 50-50 on who likes what the best. And if I didn't, if I knew that I wasn't going to have a heart attack, I would drink that sunset <laughs> with the sunset. It's actually, so we actually the created pre-workout. it, and everybody's so scared of pre-workouts because we're like, I don't want to jitter, and I have extreme anxiety, so I can't take anything that like makes me jitter, yeah. to the point where like, if I were to drink a monster energy drink, yeah. I would have an anxiety attack driving home. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> but I can drink it and go do my workout. I don't crash. Yeah. I'm super was- focused. I have great energy. And I mean, sometimes I'll have it in the morning instead of coffee. I was just about to say that it's, it's really good. And like, it's, you don't get that crash and I don't like some of them. And like, I felt like I was like, I, mean, I was like yeah. scratch my neck and shit. Like, Yours is good, but dude, if I, if I could drink like bottles of that shit a day, I would. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that's safe. <laughs> no, one or two servings a day. You're good. I don't want you to like mainline it or anything. So, but yeah, we, uh, you know, I wanted stuff that would would be geared towards everybody, and yeah. you know, not just competitive bodybuilders i wanted something that you know a stay-at-home mom uh um just your average joe or anybody could take and enjoy well you know? it, was, it was kind of funny too like just to give you an idea of how todd does business i texted him one night and i was like hey i was like do you guys have you guys thought about doing any type of vegan protein i was like because my wife liked the taste of it but she's you know she she eats super healthy and she tries to stay as like vegan as possible sometimes throughout the year during different modeling stuff and um i was like do you have any type of like vegan protein he's like no but give me a minute and then like a day later he's like hey we got someone your way i'm like god damn (laughs) i mean within like 24 hours he's like we got all right we got something coming i'm like gee but that's just how he is like you reach out to him and if you need something you feel like it's something that that uh needs to be done he'll he'll make it happen so with that said um what's kind of next what i guess what new endeavors are you kind of working on now uh, other than priceless i mean do you have some big goals for priceless nutrition um are you looking at starting any new companies what what you looking at so priceless um yeah i do have some big goals for that and we we are working on um some other 
products as well um for you know just from the vitamin aspect to the sports line um to kind of help any and everybody but also looking at uh, right now we're looking at locations to open a cellular health location which is uh hormone replacement therapy um uh, botox uh, peptides things of that nature so we'll do blood work help anybody to make sure if, if they need to do a detox um, basically get everybody back balanced um, you know the body is if you're not taking it doesn't matter what you eat or what nutrients you take in right. if you have allergies to it your body's not processing it properly um, you know you have too much acid in the stomach whatever it may be we can diagnose all those kind of things and make sure that you're on the right kind of diet um, make sure that you are taking the correct kind of supplements to help make sure you're absorbing all the nutrients that you are taking in because if you're not absorbing them it's it doesn't matter it's you know it's pointless we want to make sure that you're getting the most out of your nutrition that you take in um and like i said we're going to do your blood work uh do uh peptides um right. b12 injections uh testosterone injections if you've got low testosterone if you're a male females which i know my wife is huge on is going to be the botox and different fillers and things of that nature for now um go like the hcg route or any of that stuff yet? yeah we're going to do some hcg and other things along those lines so just basic a lot of the basic stuff that most of your um a lot of your uh treatment centers would have right but we have plans for a bigger facility in the future that's going to have a lot of other cool stuff that we're thinking about doing um which we'll mention down the road yeah we're we're (laughs) a little ways from that so i don't want anybody taking our idea because it's going to be uh pretty amazing so but yeah my buddy chad white he's actually got two locations now um uh down in like noon and douglasville area Mm -hmm. and uh so we partnered up with him and uh we're looking at locations he's been doing it for god probably 10 years maybe and uh maybe longer than that i think even back when i was in the gym industry and um so super super knowledgeable super fit lean guy right uh full of energy nobody's more <laughs> he's just got so much energy um and and just super healthy so uh we partnered up with him because you know this is a big passion for me and what i right. love and he if you listen to him talk you know he absolutely fucking loves it so i think the combination together is going to be huge especially up in this area where I know everybody, so I think that's, it's going to be. That's I think awesome. it's going to be good. So I know you mentioned this earlier, and um, I think we really talked about it. But you're writing a book. When do you have any idea when you think that might be going for sale? Or I don't know when it's going for sale yet. So my goal is to. I was actually working on this last night to lay out my. Uh, schedule yeah so my goal is to have it for those of you that can't see us you know as you're listening he's looking through some notes of goals that he's made for himself i would take notes on that (laughs) write your goals down (laughs) (laughs) i have to write everything down so my goal is to have it have it done to where i can start self-editing it on april 1st and be done by april 15th to have it sent off Nice. For publication. Nice. That's awesome. So. Okay, cool. And as far as writing your goals down, the reason I do 
I try to lay out like a timeline like that is because, you know, there's, I forget who said it, but if you give yourself 30 days to clean your house, it's going to take 30 days. If you give yourself three hours, it's going to take three hours. Yeah. So it's the same, (laughs) same fucking thing. And I, and I'm the same way, no matter how disciplined I am, if I don't write it out like that, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, it's, it's funny because like you think about it and it's like, like our never, our house never really is like super dirty, but then you know, like if we're taking our time or it's like on a Sunday afternoon or neither one of us have a whole lot going on, it'll, you know, take us four or five hours to clean the house. Mm-hmm. And, but if we know, like, say a guest comes over and they're going to be in an oh, hour it's and a fucking half, clean. Oh, it's clean in yeah. an hour, boy. Yeah. I tell you what. <laughs> Quick, too. <laughs> so, um, I guess one last question that I like to kind of ask everyone that comes on is um, if you could give a piece of advice to new business owners. I guess what would be what do you think would be the most important thing that you could tell somebody? So, I think the most important thing that uh, advice that I would give, or, or it would actually, in my opinion, be be three things, but would be go after whatever it is that you want to go after, and don't fucking listen to what anybody says. Um, two would be don't be scared to fail. And this goes back to the fail, failure and, and resiliency. You're gonna fail. It's, it's if you don't fail, you're you're not doing anything. So you're gonna fail. Just learn to love it, embrace it, learn from it, and and keep it fucking moving. Um, and three is just be yourself. You know, the I think the biggest. You know, and, and I don't know. I could be way off on this, but. I think one of the biggest reasons people follow me or um, tell me that, you know, I'm I'm motivating them or, or doing this or that for them or inspiring them is not because I have this big roofing company or this nutrition company or the podcast or whatever else, you know, that I have going on. But I think it's because I'm true to myself and I'm real with who I am and I admit my failures. I make fun of myself. I, uh, you know, I, I lay it all out there and, you know, I, uh, I was telling somebody this, uh, yesterday, the guy that helps vets, you know, I, I, I was telling him, you know, you look at these, these people in the military and when they wear their uniforms, they have all these fucking badges all over their, you know, and you can look at the older guys that have just a fucking ton just lined up <laughs> yeah. and you know, like this motherfucker has been through some shit yeah. and that's kind of how I look at it. Like I have all these badges, not necessarily good things that I've done, you know, a lot of them bad, but it's shit that I've been through and fucked up and learned that have gotten me to where I am. And so yeah. I, I kind of look at those as like badges and, and I'm, and I'm proud of them. You know, I, I'm not proud of some of the things I've done, but I'm proud that I've gotten out of those situations yeah. and made the most of it and am still here today. And so that's why I say just be true to yourself. Don't put any, don't try to be anybody else because if I'm trying to be Hunter, well, people are already following Hunter. So why the fuck are they going to follow me? So the best that I can be is the best version of me. And that's Todd Price. And right. so that's the same thing that you need to do is be the best version of you. And the people that are going to follow you are going to love you. And they're going to do business with you or buy your business or buy your book or buy this because of who you are, yeah. not who you're pretending to be. And if they don't like you, they don't fucking like you. It is what it is. I got a lot of people that don't like me. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, I go to bed knowing... I am who I am yeah. every day. So. 
So with that said, and we've you kind of touched on the, your past a little bit. I know you've kind of told the story a few, you know, quite a few times between speaking events and podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, with this, with my podcast, it's obviously the name is the breaking point. So, what was kind of your breaking point to be like? Okay, I need to turn my shit around, and I need to kind of get you know, leave what I'm doing and, and, and start a company and start my life over and that type of thing. Like what was kind of that point in your life where? Yeah. So for me, it was, um, November 1st, this past November 1st, 11 years ago, um, was the last time I had a drop of alcohol. So I've been sober since then. So, but that year leading up to that date was, probably the roughest year I had. I had a lot of rough years leading, leading <laughs> up to that. Um, not having, you know, being homeless, living in extended stay, stealing hot dogs. And let me say like, you know, my parents are fucking awesome. My parents didn't do anything. I had the best parents in the world growing up. Like I, I had every opportunity. I went to Parkview high school. Like I had every opportunity. I fucked everything up on my own. Like I did that. So, um, I became an addict and essentially lost everything. Um, lost my first marriage, went through a divorce. Um, and just with that went into like self-destruct mode, um, to where I wasn't trying to kill myself, but really didn't care one way or the other, one way or the other, what happened. I was just, you know, all out every day. And, uh, so that last year though, uh, I had been robbed. Um, I'd been drugged. I'd had, uh, I'd got jumped twice. One, I'd got, uh, beat by nine guys. One had a wrench, broke my jaw in four places, cracked my skull open. And then none of that broke me. What broke me was the, um, Halloween night. Uh, I was out and I was, driving drunk i was being stupid and rear-ended a car and you know it was just a little fender bender but um it was uh i don't forget it was right over off sugar loaf right in front of uh gwinnett tech i hit this car i got out while i was driving i don't even fucking know because there was a person the girl in the passenger seat with me that wasn't drunk so i don't know why she wasn't driving but uh i remember getting out and asking the lady how much for the damage to keep from the police coming. I had a little bit of money on me because I would get, I would work during the week to make money just so I could drink nonstop throughout the weekends. And, um, I remember she said 2000 and there was like no damage to the car. There was like one little scratch, um, which is still, hard for me to swallow but it uh it's her car so whatever so but it uh she said 2000 i said hang on one second and i went back and i got in the car and i just hauled ass off and as i hauled ass off the um husband was getting out of the driver's side so i hauled ass off i went to another bar i kept drinking i called my buddy i was like (laughs) fuck like i just hit this car and then i took off running and like i didn't know so Long story short, I ended up <clears throat> calling my mom to see if I could come home. Of course, she said yes. Um, went there, cried my eyes out to her 
told her what had happened and told her I'll, I'll never drink again. And my biggest, my, the thing that broke me was I kept picturing, and I don't know if it was a bad dream. I don't know if it was God, whatever, who was talking to me. I don't know. But I just kept thinking, what if when I had swerved around that fucking van, kids hopped out of that van? I don't know if maybe it was the fact that it was a minivan, you know, and me just thinking that there's right. kids in there. What if kids had hopped out of that minivan? I hit the kids and I was like, I'm never fucking drinking again. And I told my mom that in the car on the way back to, to my parents' house. And I haven't had a drop since. And I remember sitting there waiting on the police to come pick me up by the grace of God. They didn't get the tag number. They didn't, I never got in trouble for that. Um, but I've been out of trouble since then haven't had a drop of alcohol since then and it just completely changed my ways and trying to do the best I can to help everybody else so I guess did that change the way you thought about business as well really about everything in the sense of (laughs) one I'm now you know clear headed I wasn't clear headed at all before ever but two I think you know it made me realize so much that like so so much can happen or change with one decision one blink of an eye um and you know nowadays we look at it and we see it left and right you watch tv and we watch like first 48 and you know it's like one stupid fucking decision and this 16 year old kid's going to prison for the rest of his life you know it's like and like you don't think about it like if you don't watch that kind of shit or you're not living it in, in, in that in that moment like and so i felt like i was so close to that moment yeah probably more than once but that one really got to me for some reason i don't know why yeah and i think it goes back to the you know thinking that what if there were what kids if. what if and um but that one just that fucked me up like yeah. getting beat with the wrench getting guns pulled on me get all that other shit it didn't bother me like i was i was fine with it yeah but thinking that i could have hurt like somebody innocent Mm -hmm. that really really fucked with me yeah so yeah and and i feel like we like especially entrepreneurs um they everyone has that one instance you know like if you can ask probably 50 entrepreneurs and probably 49 of them are going to be able to tell you when something clicked with them yeah you know what i mean um, you know, I mentioned earlier, mine, mine was obviously nowhere near the level of your shit, <laughs> but I remember like, you know, I was miserable for so long. I came home and I remember I had this conversation with, with my wife and I got mad for, for such a stupid reason. And, you know, we went to bed and I remember like laying down that night and being like, I, I'm not doing this shit anymore. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, it's ruining my life. It's not just ruining mine. It's ruining like, it's ruining other people's mm-hmm. lives. And I, that was on like a Wednesday, and I went in Friday and put in my two weeks. I had no idea what I was gonna do. I knew I wanted to do something with marketing, something with videos, but I mean, I. But I feel like whether it's you know your incident with which you happened, or whether it's you know I. You know, there's so many people that have so much such similar stories, whether it's with drugs or alcohol or stress or whatever it may be. But I feel like all successful entrepreneurs they like it takes something from from that person sitting on the couch just doing enough to get by like something to happen to be like i can make my life what i want it to be Mm -hmm. you know it's almost like it's ingrained in your mind you go to work you work your nine to five you do this you go to school and it's like you have to like retrain your mind 
to to get away from that. Yeah. And a lot of times it takes some crazy shit. That's just to like the normal. That's just the norm. Like, yeah. and I don't want to be the norm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I lived that for a long time. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it the norm, but you know, I lived just going with the flow, whatever yeah. you want to call it, for a long time. And there's fuck that. Like, <laughs> I will never do that. And like the biggest, people always ask, like, you know, I asked you earlier what your motivation was for, you know, continuing with the business and growing that type of stuff. And mine is like, I have a lot of like bigger things, but what it all roots down to is there's not a fucking chance that I would go back to doing that. Like, there's no way that I could go work for someone else ever again. You know, like, that's my biggest thing is like, Mm -hmm. because it's so fresh. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, I can still, I, I mean, I could sit here and think about things that I was doing at that time and immediately get the same feeling that I had when I was in it. You know what I mean? Like, that is the biggest motivation for me. Like, is I, there's not a chance I'm going back to that shit. Yeah. Not a chance. Sitting in that freaking office, looking down through the same truck list, and um, nah, never again. Hating it. <laughs> never again. So... Well, I appreciate you coming out, Todd. Absolutely, um, man. Thank so you for having me. We'll have you keep a lookout for perimeter file them on social media they're all over the freaking place you can search perimeter roofing they'll pop up everywhere um priceless nutrition i highly recommend you guys check check them out um what's the what's the website and social media for them it's a uh, priceless-nutrition.com if you actually go to uh, official toddprice.com it'll have link for perimeter roofing it'll have link for nutrition it'll have my calendly my Instagram, my Facebook. So however you want to get in touch with me, follow me, um, buy products, check them out, whatever, get a roof done. Awesome. You can find it all right there. And if you are, if you guys are in the Atlanta area um, or surrounding states, really, um, Todd and I have a company called Exclusive Business Owners, and we host a networking event once a quarter. Um, we have a Facebook page. It's just kind of like a networking group for local entrepreneurs here we all kind of help each other out and got a bunch of stuff coming from that we have our first event uh next week second uh, event first second, event of the year first, first event of the year yeah yep. first event of the year uh next wednesday yep. um so check us out there um feel free to join the group if you're in the area and um you'll especially probably- if you're in business because there's mm-hmm. a lot of um connections and not just in roofing or marketing but in all different stuff. I, I mean attorneys and um guys that run magazine companies and hvc hvac, HVAC fucking yeah. literally anything that you can think of we've got in the group and yeah. um and we're always looking for more um obviously as well to make sure that we can refer people out and people can refer us out and um yeah. obviously we you know we we vet people for the group and make sure that it's somebody that we trust and we put our name on and, and vice versa. If somebody refers me or somebody refers Hunter, we're going to do our, you know, our absolute best not to make that person look stupid. We're going to do whatever we can to make sure that the customer's hundred percent satisfied. So, but check it out on Facebook. It's exclusive business owners network. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate it guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.